0: Welcome in to the Bear Down podcast right here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can listen to our show weeknights from six day right here on ESPN 1000 and the Bear Down podcast Tuesdays and Thursdays, talking Bears football and the National Football League with you right here on the Bear Down podcast. All right, we're through two weeks. Week two, the Bears lose to the Packers, twenty-seven to ten. Abdallah, the Bears are now one and one. As we look back at what took place on Sunday Night Football against Green Bay.
1: Yeah, it was not good. Not a good performance by anybody on that team. I would say David Montgomery is probably the the lone uh, star on the team and probably the uh, offensive line when it came to run blocking. That was about it. But other than that, up and down the board, you can just point to a poor performance by any of the playmakers that you needed, whether it was Justin Fields, whether it was Rokon Smith, whether it was Kyler Gordon whether it was Darnell Mooney, any of these guys, uh, just a poor performance by everybody. I thought that it would be closer. I thought that the Bears would have a little bit more fight in them than they did. But it just looked like the same thing that we saw a bunch of times last year and the same thing we've seen for years against Green Bay.
0: Something that we've talked about here uh, in this space on the Bear Down podcast throughout the off season with the Bears is that we expected a more competent team, uh, a disciplined team. And a team that would be um, competing in football games, even though they didn't have the same amount of talent as those who they are facing off against. I I think we would all agree. Most Bears fans would agree. The Packers are a more talented football team and not just at the quarterback position. Their defense is stellar. Their run game is very good. uh, And they even got some uh, good Additions from wide receivers like Sammy Watkins with the three receptions for 93 yards on Sunday night. But when you look at the penalties, the Bears had seven for 50 yards, and the Packers only had three for 25. The penalties and the turnover. The Bears threw uh, Justin Fields to an interception. I didn't expect this team to be shooting themselves in the foot the way they did on Sunday against Green Bay. I expected them to to have things buttoned up and to keep the game close. Uh, but I, ideally, that's what we thought would take place. That's not what we saw on Sunday. And I think it goes back to your point where it was kind of like the same old Bears Packers games that we've been watching for the last 30 plus years. Yeah. You the, know, like there, there are rare times where the Bears are actually the team that's the better uh, team in this rivalry for the last uh, few decades. Uh, but this Sunday looked like much of what we're used to here in Chicago.
1: Yeah. And the problem is that with these penalties and the turnovers is that. The Packers were giving you opportunities as well. They had penalties, they had turnovers, they had poor snaps, they had, they, they got, the defense got to Aaron Rodgers multiple times, so it felt like if the Bears would have been better on offense, it could have been more competitive. Now you can say, hey, that was actually a touchdown when Justin Fields went for it on fourth down, and it may be, but it's not on the scoreboard, like it's not. So they didn't give him the touchdown, and that was a long drive that went for nothing. And because of that, you, you had the turnover, but you could only get three points off of that turnover. But I thought there were some good spots. You know, Brisker had a good game. He's t- turning himself into quite the player. And I think that David Montgomery and this team showed you that when this offensive line, you, they can run. And I think that that will help Justin Fields, hopefully, in the future. I don't think that he had a very good game at all. I thought he left a lot of plays on the field. But I think that if you can establish this kind of run game, and obviously you're not going to average eight yards to carry every single game, right? But if you can establish that run and you can be a run-first team, that should help your young quarterback, and it should help Justin Fields, and it should have helped some of these wide receivers get over the top a little bit more and create some space if teams are expecting you to run all the time.
0: You mentioned the uh, fourth and goal from the one-yard line in the fourth quarter to set the scene there the the bears get the football Uh, they're down 24 to 10. So it's a two score game. You need a touchdown on this possession and the bears go on a 13 play drive for 89 yards. It eats up almost seven minutes of clock. Now, when the bears got the football, we're sitting at 1452 in the fourth quarter. So you know that you're down 14 points. You basically need two touchdowns to, to get this thing into overtime and to kind of flip the momentum of this game. The drive itself was a fantastic drive. Mm-hmm. Seven minutes, you get all the way down to the Green Bay one, fourth and goal. Justin Fields up the middle. It's a shotgun formation, a quarterback sneak from shotgun, which makes it longer than the one yard that the football was on to start with. Uh, no gain on the play. He does not cross the uh, the end zone, the plane uh, of the goal line, and the Bears don't score. They do go to the challenge. Uh, you see a, a mass of humanity there. Possibly the football crosses the plane, but they cannot uh, specifically say yes that it did. So the play does not get overturned. Uh, Green Bay gets the ball on the one. Turnover on downs. And the game kind of ends right there uh, with 8-13 left in the fourth quarter based on The ability for the Packers to get off the goal line. They ran a couple of nice plays and immediately uh, they're no longer on the doorstep of of like a safety or a great defensive play by the Bears. So you're sitting there and it's 24 to 10, halfway through the fourth quarter is over, and you look at that situation, you gotta look at the play calling. You gotta look and you gotta ask Luke Getze and Matt Eberflus on the concept of Justin Fields taking the sneak from shotgun. And whether or not that was the right play call there for the Chicago Bears on Sunday night.
1: I mean, just look to the way the game was going and what Montgomery was doing, right? Don't just give the ball to Montgomery and just say, hey, barrel this in there. Like you've been hitting every single hole and you've been getting tough yards, shedding tacklers. I mean, look at yesterday's game. The Titans were on the two yard line, I believe, two or three yard line. They could have gotten a first down. It was fourth down. They could have gotten a first down if they got to the one-yard line, right? So basically, you're fourth down, right? So you're fourth and, fourth and one from the two, and you can get a new set of downs. What'd they do? Oh, we have Derrick Henry. Give it to Derrick Henry yep. and run it in for a touchdown, and that's exactly what they did. Their offensive line created some space, and Derrick Henry is a monster and ran in there. And the way David Montgomery, I'm not comparing Montgomery to Derrick Henry, but the way he was playing on the Sunday, on Sunday night, and he was, he was falling forward. So, absolutely. like at the
0: very least, if he gets hit in the backfield,
1: that's what he's known for.
0: You expect a wiggle, uh, yeah. some kind of forward momentum that could probably get him into the end I zone. I
1: have no problem with shotgun. I have no problem with that. We've gone through the stats statistically in the last five years. Quarterbacks uh, sneaks from shotgun convert seventy percent of the time, and from under center convert sixty percent of the time. So either way, you're you're winning with math, right? But the fact that you didn't give it to the guy who had been working the entire drive to get there and the entire game, who put the team on his back, essentially, and was getting it. Even you could have given it to Herbert for all I care. He was averaging nine yards a carry. I just thought that putting in Justin Fields, and I know he's a big dude, and I know he's a runner and all that kind of stuff, but just the way that Montgomery was playing led me to believe that you should have gone to Montgomery in that play. Whether it was a shotgun, under center, I don't care, whatever. Montgomery should have gotten the ball. I kind of
0: feel like if, if that's the idea you're going for, then you bring in two tight ends. Mm-hmm. You bring in the fullback. You have Montgomery in the I-formation. And you make a statement that here in the NFC North, you're going to play tough football. Yeah. And if, if you're handing it off, then we're coming. We're barreling down on you with a fullback and possibly a tight end in motion. And we're bringing meat to meet you at the goal line. We're going to push forward. like Like, that's where... I get the numbers that suggest that Fields, from shotgun, 70% gets in. I get that. It also seems flimsy and not mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. And, like, tough football means something. And, and especially when you're an underdog. Tough football goes a long way because, say, you punch it in there with the running back. You get the fullback involved. You get it, get some uh, bodies moving forward, touchdown bears. Now it's 24-17. to 17. Mm-hmm and the defense rolls out and says okay now now we we're, we're bringing something the momentum we have, completely we have an shifts inti- right like and and chances are you play out the percentages aaron rodgers is going to rip your heart out i get it he'll probably convert on a first on uh, a third down and keep the drive alive and the packers go on to kick a field goal and and really you're still down 10 points and it doesn't really matter they still cover uh but yeah, and and that's where you you and I both had the Bears covering in this football game, and I'm surprised at the way it kind of played out, and that they they didn't. And it, it really goes back to the second quarter. The second quarter, the Packers. What I was just talking about being tough and and physical. The, that's what the Packers were in the second quarter. They ran all over the Chicago Bears. So uh, Matt Eberflus he spoke on Monday to the media uh, after the game uh, on Sunday night. And he talked about what was needed more on that fourth-and-one play that we were just discussing.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just push. You know, it's just push, you know, get, getting guys lower, getting pad level down, um, you know, and getting, you know, just movement at the point of attack. Um, but we like to play. You know, it was a quarterback power play. We thought we outnumbered the uh, – well, we did outnumber the point of attack there and uh, just a little more push, a little more uh, pad level.
0: Okay, pad level, point of attack. That means Eberflus is immediately looking at the offensive line. They didn't do their job there to move out the, the bodies mm-hmm. to allow Justin Fields to get in.
1: Yeah, they had the bodies. They had the, They were outnumbered. They had what they needed. The problem was you just didn't get enough push. And you're right, bringing in a fullback, bringing in an extra tight end, maybe you do get more push. Or, you know, you're wrecking ball of a running back. Maybe he could provide the push himself. It just didn't seem like they, like it just wasn't enough. Like they were fighting from three yards out to get in, and he got to the you know whether it was he crossed the plane or not. It looked like the football crossed the plane, but he was fighting for three yards when he should have only been fighting for a yard, right? Like that yeah, was the yeah, biggest you're problem. Right. He
0: he's at about the three yard line when the first Packer defender kind of yeah. clips his leg, mm-hmm. and and that that's a good point because. Like, that's where you also, when you're in shotgun, you're five yards behind the line of scrimmage, you're starting from a negative point. Mm -hmm. Where if you're under center, yeah, you you have less, I guess, room for air because you're just pushing uh, forward. But in this play, Fields, when he makes his first move, he could either follow Montgomery to the left or he can kind of go straight forward. He's following, uh, I believe, what was that, Mustaford? who kind of pulled as the guard there, uh, he could follow. It was either Mustaford or Patrick mm-hmm. who was pulling in that situation.
1: He could follow them, and they they got stood up right at the line. So there was no movement going forward. Either that or if you're going to go under center and you've got maybe the running back still behind you, you can push him in and do the bush push and push him in. Or if you're going to go shotgun, maybe try to jump over the pile. Like That's, that's been done before. Just hold the ball out. From across the plane. I know that you know well, Collinsworth was talking about that yesterday or on Sunday night and how that sometimes works and you've seen that from, from quarterbacks before.
0: I've got the play here in front of me and, and this is where maybe it's the athlete that needed to take over because if you look on the left side of the line, when the play starts you have a wide receiver and the the footage I have is a bit grainy, so I can't see is it it might be St. Brown who's on the left side. He's one-on-one. There's a free defender who Montgomery takes on as a block. If your wide receiver sticks and kind of sets like a a pick block, Fields has the entire left side of the field Mm -hmm. where he could have raced to the pylon. Yeah.
1: Maybe that's the better idea. Well, not only that, too, when they showed the overhead view of it, if he would have cut to the right slightly when he got back to the line, there's a hole right there. Yeah. There's a hole right there on the right side. All he had to do is essentially fall to his right, and he might have gotten in the end zone with no problem.
0: Yeah, he, it would have been probably close because you would have had to race uh, the safety who's mm-hmm. standing about five yards off the, the goal line in the end zone. You would have had to race that person uh, to the to the pylon, but I think Fields probably could have gotten that accomplished. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he kind of ran it straight into the one point mm-hmm. where where the defense was uh, was stiff. and where he, there's and you, eight dudes. Yeah, trying to stop you couldn't him. really do anything yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. So you know, like that that's one point in the game where you score. Then things could have changed, and and maybe the the outcome would have been a little bit different. I don't think the Bears win that football game, even if those different. Items take place here. Here's one thought though. Justin Fields only throwing the ball 11 times, seven for 11 for 70 yards, one interception quarterback rating of 43.8. That won't win any football games in the NFL in 2022. Justin Fields is going to have to throw the football. He's going to have to be much better as a passer. If this team's going to win any games and for him to develop.
1: Yeah. And the problem was there were actually 19, pass plays called and if you only have 11 that means 8 of them went for sacks or for he tuck it and ran right because if you're looking at that number saying okay you only passed the ball 11 times that's not good enough no. like that's not going to work and part of it was the game plan i think part of it was okay we're we're having success running the ball why even attempt to throw but a lot of it was in that second quarter They couldn't get anything done. It was three and out, three and out, three and out. Like it was bad. Like they had a really bad second quarter. And a lot of it was because they were throwing the ball with no success. And when you can't, you would have thought that the way they're running the ball would have opened it a little bit, opened it up a little bit more, but it didn't for some reason. And he just hasn't been able to go through his progressions and he hasn't been able to see things and like guide receivers open, right? Like you can throw the ball and make your receiver open. And he might not be open at at that millisecond, but when you throw the ball, and by the time the ball gets to him, Darnell Mooney's fast. He might be open when he gets there. So it's, I'm not going to judge yet. I I think it's foolish to judge Justin Fields in this offense off of two games where one was in a monsoon where no one could throw the ball, and you had success off of a broken play that ended up in a touchdown, and then in this game where it's a one game sample size against what is could end up being the best defense in the NFL top 5 defense in the NFL
0: Matt Eberflus talked about the passing game is he concerned about the passing game at this point in the season
1: Yeah so you know we're looking at that you know I think
2: that uh, it is a, it is a concern we want to get better there we want to improve Uh, There's no question. We want to improve on a lot of of part of our football team, other aspects of our football team, but that's one of them. You know, the touches, who are we looking at? You know, getting touches early, um, getting guys involved. All those things are being looked at as we're looking through the course of our whole football team.
0: You know, when we look at the football team, Adam, uh, Darnell Mooney, the number one wide receiver for the Chicago Bears, on Sunday night, he had two targets. He had one reception for negative four yards, and that's that. Mm -hmm. Darnell Mooney, through two games, has been uh, a non-factor on the offensive side of things. So Matt Eberflus talked about getting Mooney involved more.
2: Yeah, we need to highlight our skill. We know that. We know that. So we're going to try to do a better job of that. We will do a better job. We got, like I said last night, we got great coaches. Those guys are smart. They know how to get it done, and we will get it done.
0: Okay, so with Darnell Mooney, is it the player uh, skill level? Is it the lack of ability of the offensive line to keep fields upright, therefore allowing him to pass down the field? Or is it a bad game plan for the for the blame to go for Mooney, uh, being a absolute non factor to this point in this season?
1: I mean, I think it's a lot of things. I think it's it's partly the 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 quarterback who's not being able to find him getting open because it looks like Darnell Mooney was open a few times uh, on Sunday night. I, I think you can throw out last Sunday's game. Just throw that out. That's not even worth looking at just because of the weather. Like you couldn't you couldn't see. And I don't think anybody had any success throwing the football, so just throw that one out. So just as far as Sunday night goes, I think that it's, I think it's a combination of Justin Fields having a really good going up against a really good defense and just not really being in tune with the game plan just yet, and not knowing what you're supposed to be looking for in this offense, with what Justin Fields is looking down the field and trying to go through his progressions.
0: Eber yesterday also talked about needing to get a uh, more skilled position players involved offensively. Uh, you got to get the offense overall involved, right? Like you, you can't just say any one person. Kemet hasn't done anything. No. Uh, Mooney hasn't done anything. St. Brown's been okay, I guess, through two games. Pettis was all right last week, right? He had the touchdown. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, basically everyone, except for David Montgomery, Montgomery showed up. 15 carries for 122 yards. Eberflus on skill position players.
2: No, I think you got to highlight your skill. You know, you got to highlight your skill. You know, like we highlighted, uh, you know, Demo last night. You know, running the football. He's a good runner. We have good run blockers. We highlighted that last night, and that was a positive coming out of the game. You know, so in the passing game, let's highlight our skill. You know, let's get, let's feed the guys that that have skill that can take a short throw and turn it into a big. A big game, you know that can go uh, downtown, and we, you know, we have a good deep ball thrower, so we should utilize that too. And we're going to look at all aspects of that. Like I said, we've got great coaches; they're going to work tirelessly to get that done this week. Wait, what? To go downtown? You Gotta go downtown, man. You got to give them the, the ability to go downtown.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, see that, was, that like that was the problem. Is That's there great. there was there was one throw where they <laughs> to did go downtown? Like they went deep and fields just horribly overthrew Mooney. Like yeah, they I mean, went, they attempted it. Yeah, it happened yeah, once. I know. I mean,
0: that's a problem. But it, it, I also think like it doesn't help that when Fields has had plays, he's not getting help either. I
1: mean, Cole commit, commit had a, a pass hit him right oh, in the hands and he dropped. Uh, you know, like well, he's also the reason that, that I think that those negative four yards for Mooney because he didn't even attempt to block the guy he was supposed to block.
0: Yeah, he he has been a major disappointment to this point.
1: Uh, Eberflus, do you trust Justin Fields?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We trust him for sure.
0: So there you go. What Head coach. He, what yeah. is he supposed oh, to yeah. say?
2: We trust him for sure. Well, maybe he, he
0: said he's going to go downtown. <laughs> I love that. You know, you get the skill position, the play, the football. Let them
2: move around, go, go downtown. downtown. Yeah. Oh yeah, we trust them for sure.
0: Uh, why did the Bears only pass the ball eleven times against the Packers? Here's the coach.
2: We were going with what was working. You know, the run game was obviously we were really hitting some big runs in there, as you guys saw, and it was it was working for us, and it put us into a one score game uh, going into what is it, eight minutes or so.
0: I would disagree with uh, Matt Eberflus on that one. I think the answer is. After the Packers scored to make the the uh, game ten to seven in the first quarter, the Bears went on how many possessions in a row where they went three and out, punt, three plays, punt, three plays, punt, three plays, punt. End of half. They get the ball to start the, the second half. Three plays, punt. Uh, that's that's four possessions mm-hmm. plus the end of half possession, so five possessions where you don't gain a first down. That's why you only threw the football 11 times Mm -hmm. because you kept punting on fourth, which obviously makes sense. But the point is you went three and out. Yeah, that's why you punt. That's
1: why you only threw the football 11 times. Well, yeah. I mean, just look at the time of of possession besides that seven minute drive up until that point through the first three quarters. The Packers were dominating. I think at halftime, it was like 20 minutes to 10 minutes. Like it was it was double. Yeah, and the final box
0: score: uh, the Packers had the football thirty-seven minutes and fifteen seconds. The Bears had twenty-two minutes and forty-five seconds. So eliminate the seven. You're you're looking at the Bears at that point only having the football for fifteen minutes in the ball game.
1: And that was, I mean, that's the first three quarters, right there. You can't, you can't, you're not going to win a football game like that. And I, I think it goes to show, like bigger picture, you like you zoom out, the Packers are still uh, a force in the NFL. They still have a very good defense. Week one was a fluke. They still—it's going to take some time with the playmakers in the offense. But I trust Aaron Rodgers to get this to get this figured out. And when we, you know, when we talked about this throughout the the preseason and training camp, it was don't get blown out. It was don't get blown out. Right. We talked about Matt Nagy's record as a seven-point or more underdog. Ofer, Ofer, and now. We have to hold the new coach to the same standard. Totally agree. And Matt Eberflus is now over. And trust me, they will be a dog again by over seven points. They still have to face the Eagles. They still have to face the Bills. Now, I did, I did put the asterisks to the no blowouts except for the Bills <laughs> because, like, the Bills are gonna, the Bills might might walk yeah. out and put a fifty. I yeah. mean, that's going to be a problem. Yeah,
0: um, I, I would imagine the next time they're an underdog of double digits. Uh, let's see what happens with Miami here. If Miami really is what we saw in the last two weeks, mm-hmm. that could be potential. But outside of that, I, I mean, it, it should be relatively lower spreads uh, all the way to Week Nine. Yeah. Uh, so we might see some competitive games, but then uh,
1: Week Thirteen, Green Bay might be your next opportunity. I'm I'm judging more of what they do these next few weeks against. The Texans against the Giants, against the Commanders, and against the Vikings. Yeah, like that's what I'm judging because beginning of the season I thought they could hang around with the 49ers and maybe win that game, but I had them going 0 and 2 in the first two, and then ending the the first four with 2 and 2 by beating the Giants and by beating the Texans. So. If they end up three and two, or they still end up two and two, and maybe they lose on the road to the Giants, as long as they look better in the next few games where you're playing more subpar defenses, like if you look at it, you know, the, the Texans defense is, you know, bottom 20 of the, uh, or bottom 10, I should say, they're in the 20s of defensive DVOA. The Giants don't have a very good defense. So you should be able to open this up. A and Minnesota got torched last night. Absolutely. Washington was torched. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, there, there
0: are teams to be had. And I mean, who knows with Dallas by the time you get to that point, week mm-hmm. eight. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that that's something to keep our eyes on. And, and, I mean, I think part of the reason why I was so on the Bears for week one against San Francisco was because of Trey Lance. 100%. If the Bears are facing the 49ers in the upcoming weeks and Garoppolo is their quarterback, there's no way you're winning that football game. So they really got a lucky break to kind of start the season because the 49ers decided to go down the path of playing an unproven quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then you can factor in the weather, but I, I still would have taken the Bears against 49ers if the weather was perfect. So I did. they were just lucky the face-off against a team that's a Super Bowl-caliber team with a quarterback who, who hasn't done anything in the league, and now Garoppolo's uh, going to be the starter for the 49ers for the rest of the season. One more from Matt Eberflus on Monday. Uh, is he easing, and are the Bears easing Justin Fields and the offense along here early in the season?
2: And maybe not giving them uh, too much too early. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, obviously, we're two games into a new offense, you know, so you can certainly understand that the rhythm and the timing of it's going to improve every single week. And we're going to get that. It's going to improve, keep improving. And, you know, it might be in small increments. It might be in big jumps. uh, And we'll see how that goes. But certainly, it's not deliberate at all.
0: And, Abdallah, like we were just talking about, ideally, a big jump will take place this Sunday against the Texans.
1: Yeah, this Sunday, next Sunday against the Giants, too. I think that you faced two top 5 defenses in the NFL the 49ers and the packers like the 49ers have a great defense one of the best pass rushers in the NFL so i mean you, you held your own albeit in the weather against them and you did they still only put up 19 points so it's not still not enough but i think that going against the packers was a tough task and we all kind of kind of saw this coming maybe not this much of a blowout but I'll rate them against the teams that I expect them to beat and then teams I expect them to hang around with in like the Commanders and the Vikings and the Cowboys and those kind of teams. So the Bears lose to the Packers on the
0: road in Week 2, 27-10. It's now Week 3 in the National Football League, and the Bears set their sights on a home game against the Houston Texans. Lovie Smith, the head coach of the Texans, comes to town to face off against the bears on Sunday here on the bear down podcast, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we talk bears football. So this Thursday we will preview week three in the NFL, the bears and the Texans. We'll talk to you then right here on the bear down podcast.